0: 5 & 2 Podcast is a member of the Southern Star Productions Podcasting Network. Hey
1: everyone, before we start this episode, we want to put out a disclaimer. This episode does mention the subject of suicide. We want everyone to know that there is help out there. You can call or text the 988-National-Suicide-and-Crisis-Lifeline. Or, if you're a veteran, you can call 1-800-273-8255. If you're having issues or having thoughts, Please get help before it's too late.
0: Oh, man. Welcome back to the 5 and 2 podcast. This is Russ. Welcome back. You might need to well, reintroduce it. It's actually <laughs> been... I, I looked today, and it was May of 2022 was the last... Wow, it's been that long? ...thing. Yeah. I was like, man, I knew it was a long time, but I didn't, I didn't think it was that long. Well,
1: a lot's changed since then, so... Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> no, a lot of good things. A lot of good things have changed. A lot of good things have happened. Um... A lot of growing has gone on, a lot of stretching, for sure. Um, nothing real, uh, well, I don't want to say it's not exciting. There's a lot of the exciting things coming up. We're not going to really share those today, but uh, there is some stuff that uh, is going to allow us to branch out, I think. Okay. Uh, not just uh, with 5 and 2, just some other things that are going on in our uh, ministry ministry life. I can share with that at a later time.
1: Well, let's, let's kind of reintroduce ourselves since, yeah. you know, you was, uh, well, it has been almost a year. Almost a year. So uh, I'm the producer, TJ Medlock, with Southern Star Productions, and uh, our host. What's up?
0: I'm Russ. Uh, those that have not listened in a while or haven't listened at all, I'm Russ Tollison. I was recently uh, the pastor at the local church where me and TJ became friends and uh, stepped away from there, and we've been doing some awesome things, been partnering with different ministries and stretching out. Uh, Worldwide, not even just locally. So, that's some of the good news that's coming out of all this stuff. Um, I still try to keep up with everybody as much as I can. Uh, mostly, we yeah, would I we, text about once a week. I know we would have <laughs> we would have produced more shows had it not been for my schedule. I would text TJ, TJ, be ready to go, and I'm like, man, well,
1: look, not all your fault,
0: <laughs> not all your fault, because you know, uh, if if
1: you listen to some of the podcast you know, the, f- the first ones we did i was actually out of work when we were doing that because i had a heart condition and okay. uh finally got better from that june yeah june of last year i don't year, see I could, any machines hooked up to yeah, you no anymore. machines this time so that's good got that off and i went back to a new job so it went back to a new new job does that sound okay right? went, i went back it's to a work a new season and yeah, an old job <clears throat> sort of Maybe. eight years later yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a reboot almost that's right uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, back in the 80s, the show Night Court. They just brought that back <laughs> yes, with new characters. Like that. So I, I, that's one of my favorite shows. Anyway, um, went back to work and what I feel like, without going to school for, you know, this stuff. Sure. And my DJing and sound production and whatnot through church and whatever. Went back to dispatching, EMS dispatching. And like a day and a half of training. No, three days of training. I was back in the on the rotation, so back at it. That's awesome. So you know, not all of Russ's fault, but <laughs> his schedule and my schedule didn't quite line up, and I've been working a lot of overtime. Sure.
0: No, man, it's cool to see, uh, to see that testimony, man. Just mentally and physically for you that you're able, you know, <clears throat> you were made able to jump right back into it, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't like.
1: Yeah it, was, yeah,
0: it wasn't a hard transition, you mm-hmm. know, out of everything that was so hard and so trying uh with your family at that time and all this kind of stuff, everything that has come out of that, mm-hmm. I mean, look at that. I mean, there's so much to be thankful for. I tell people almost every day now, it's like, Man, uh, you know, we do Bible studies at work in different things and they'll ask prayer requests and one of the biggest <laughs> things now is a lot of people are doing is saying Continue prayer for health because we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know we're we're moving at the speed of sound. You know we're trying to get everything done and burning the candles at both ends. Whatever analogy you want to use there, and we don't really think that. Hey man, I need rest. Mm-hmm. I need, and it's not even like physical health. It's
1: mental sure. health too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know one one quick thing, and I'm not no, I'm it's good. not trying to bogart the the podcast no, here for good. a second, but um, people need to hear it this April. We just talked about it before I hit the record button. This April, I'm taking a trip back out to Cody, Wyoming. Yeah, did that with a buddy of mine last year. Um, actually, it was more of a job than it was a vacation. He paid me to drive a truck and with all his belongings in it out to Wyoming from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Three and a half days later, we're in Wyoming. And not well, a few people know it, the ones that need to know it. But I'm gonna put it out here because I hadn't told you that trip saved my life. I had demons in my life and demons in my head, that you know. So that's one big transition sure. from that's awesome. Back then, it was just, you know, it was just it's it really literally saved my life. Yeah, take it. You, you sure. take it. No, and no, go no. from there well, I mean, and figure out what you want to yeah, with that. But like yeah. you said,
0: not to uh, whatever the word would be, not incriminate, but yeah. like you're you go from a busy, busy, busy guy. To literally being chair bound bed bound, whatever mm-hmm. for months, and then' It'll mess what you, you have. know not being able to earn for your family mm-hmm. and and all those battles that most men get, I would say, maybe mm-hmm. those pressures that we don't really talk about and all that stuff, yeah, so was... to see you come out on the other side, I mean, you're a different person, totally, you're not a different person as far as you still have your passions, you still. Goofy and whatever else, you know? <laughs> but you you have a uh, you have a better, at least to me outside looking in, you have a better outlook on life. I do, you know. Um, it was,
1: you know, not without going into a whole lot of details, and you know, yeah. I will say this: if anybody's ever had thoughts, yeah, about, you know, I'll just go ahead and say it. If anybody's ever had thoughts about suicide, sure. please get in touch with somebody. Sure, definitely. I literally had picked my day and time. Yeah. And my day and time, I was actually on that trip. And I called my buddy and told him, I said, I just want you to know. This is after I got home. He flew me home and everything and got home. And a couple months later, I told him, I called him. I said, hey, I just want you to know that that saved my life. And I told him the whole story. And he was like, "Um, um, I don't think you're welcome. (laughs) He didn't know what to say. And it was just like. I had never had those thoughts in my life until, yeah. you know, I just went from go, go, go and to
0: stop. Well, even on the flip side of that, it just goes to show like your are your friend. Yeah. You don't know. That was a prayer. What was service answer. you're giving to people. You don't know. We've, we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah.
1: When you're calling asking for God to take care of it, it may not be he gets rid of the sickness. Yeah. It may be that he puts that doctor in place or help me get these thoughts out of my mind. He may put a therapist in your way. He may put a friend that says, hey, I'm moving to Cody, Wyoming. I know you need some help. I'm going to help you out. And it was like, I come home with, you know, I ain't going to say how much, but I'm gonna, I come sure. home with a stack of money. Sure. And handed it to my wife and said, we can breathe again. And the reason I told that story is to tell this. If you haven't taken a trip across country, don't fly. Drive. You will see God's work across this country.
0: That's awesome.
1: I saw, and this is the reason that I decided I'm not going to, you know, end it there. I want to see Cody, Wyoming. I got to see it. And I'm going back to recreate that trip. As a reminder of what God has done in my life, what God's going to do in my life, He brought me through that, and I went back to work. I love my job. I love the I love the guy, my partner. I love working with him. We're so much alike. We're twelve years apart. He's fifty two. I'm forty, and uh, you know just. God put me in a dark place because He knew I could handle it.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's sort of like your, your Ebenezer, you know, where throughout history, God's people would raise stones, and they were. And He said, whenever they would revisit this, you'd be able to tell them a story about where you were, how you were delivered, and where you are now. You know, so you're able to you're able to live that. You're able to see that, and. You know, I mean, pass it on. That's generations of mm-hmm. of overcoming, you know, not just physical, yep. you know, things out of the blue take place or whatever, but mentally, physically, all that. Um, he's the healer of all of it. And like you said, it's going to come in different ways. You know, we get selfish because, we, Lord, I pray that it would happen this way, and it didn't, so you must not hear me. That's very arrogant of mm-hmm. us to think. <laughs> and I've been there too. It's like, Lord, I pray this specifically, but what we need to do is do what scripture says, pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So yeah, we're uh we're just talking about good memories, talking about good things going on and uh, the Lord is good. And like you said, we're kind of reintroducing this thing uh where we weren't able to uh consistently be with it just with our schedules and different things going on, but today I had a lot of different things I wanted to talk about. So as we introduce, it's not going to be a very long show this time, but I want to create something that's going to be able to let us go, be a continuance. Um, and I thought of a few different topics, like I said, but I want to talk about, if I had to give it a title, it would be Lord, Send Revival. I'm okay. seeing a common thread of this. We're seeing a common thread of this on social media, on TV, on whatever else is, is, is uh, uh, covering this stuff. Uh, obviously, the revival going on in uh, Kentucky right now at the university, uh, where students are crying out, and they've been going on a revival. I can't remember how many hours. I'll look at that. How many days they've been doing that? And I think in Tennessee, I think they're, I think Lee University, I think there's those. It's happening there. Uh, so I just want to talk about, and I'm going to ask you first before I give all these, all this, all right. stuff, regurgitate all this stuff out. What? Even if it's... There's no wrong answer, obviously. But even if it's just what maybe you've been taught in church or or if it's your free thought, you know, maybe not off of anything else, what does revival mean to you?
1: It's a resurgence. It's... um. As many revivals as I've been to, you know, being Southern Baptist and everybody's got a revival. Sometimes you get them two times a year, sometimes one times a year. You know, you come in for a week and it ends up being two weeks. It's not the old tent revivals, never went to one of those, but it's the revivals where the evangelists come in. Sure. And I had a lot of um, good memories of those. Uh, There was one, I can't remember his name, but he um, came in at Aceville Baptist Church, where church I grew up in. And he, um, I got to run the sound for him. And I was a teenager. And he was like, This is what you need to do. You know, this is your calling. Yeah. And, oh, it definitely is. And I never, yeah. I never thought of it that way. I thought I was just, you know, turning knobs at church. And now I'm running around with, you know, lights and MacBooks and music and, you know, being there for the, Special time of uh, man and woman's life when they yeah. get married, and different things that I do, and you know, I realized then that it wasn't something I learned; it was something that God gave me. Yeah, and you know, I've put those talents to to use.
0: So no, it, it's, you're exactly right. What I the first thing I think of, growing up, not just Southern Baptist, just growing up in the South, most people when they hear the term revival, they think. Extended services with guest speakers, guest worship, Uh, maybe and hopefully some miraculous things going on, taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, people come to the Lord, different things. Before Uh, before
1: I I got into the, you know, found out that, you know, this is, you know, when that evangelist told me, hey, this is what you're here for. And I was, you know, very proud of myself. My mom was really proud of me because she got me started in it. Sure. But I was like, you know, as a kid, I was like, we got to go to church on Monday. Why? Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, you know, growing up and hearing that. And even as I've gotten older, um, I used to despise hearing that term because when I was younger, obviously you're thinking about, oh, man, this is going to take at least a week. You know, I'm not doing anything else except going and sitting and listening. Um, But as I've gotten older, um or I won't even say older, more into the word and, and understanding those things. Obviously it's not really uh, God is a reviver, but there's that term is not in scripture, mm-hmm. revival, sin, revival, all this stuff. But if you if you look at the definition, just the pure definition of it, means to uh, it's an it's an improvement in the condition or the strength of something. So think about church, think about these services and we look at this definition, or the second definition, which I like, is an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. So think about that in, in, our, in our worship standpoint, not just the church. We always talk about the church, but we are the church. It's not just stationed in a building, or it's not just in Kentucky tonight. It's not just in wherever revival is is being evident, the, the Spirit of God being poured out being evident. But it's literally... A time, or it should be, I messed with the microphone. A time <laughs> that of revitalization or rejuvenation of the church desire for God. Like it's not, it's not simply just me and you coming together. Mm-hmm. It's literally me and you coming together. We're two or three gathered together in search of more of God, right? Yes. So true revival if we limit it to a certain speaker, a certain chord progression, or, or whatever, a certain location. I guess if we if the way I think is if we fabricate it, as soon as we shut the door, as soon as we turn the music off, as soon as we stop speaking, as soon as we stop meeting, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's done. And the Lord, I mean the Bible warns us about that a lot. Like if you do it with your hands, it's not going to last.
1: I've seen churches go through a revival and it was like a kickstart. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like they were you know 20, 30 people and they grew into 100
0: 150. Sure. You know. Well, man, it's that fresh wine. It's mm-hmm. that new wind, you know. I mean, you know, was, we we talk about uh different things happening, I mean, all it takes is a good breeze to set a spark back on fire
1: absolutely and it
0: can burn the whole village down you know what i'm saying so we do i I think that uh, like i mentioned before if you if you check out what's going on in kentucky and in tennessee i think i read earlier i'm not going to read all these dates but this, this this school in kentucky where they are it's had many revival type instances almost in 20 year spans, like not 20 years, they went over revival, but almost every 20 years, if you look at the timeline, I might be a little off on that, but the thing is there's something going on there. And the common trend is this, it's not, it's not that who was preaching or who was there period, but that it started with repentance. Mm-hmm. And the only way we would know to repent is that we were seeking the Holy Spirit and and saying, Lord, I uh, I know there's something amiss in me. Would you show me so I can get rid of this thing? And they started repenting, according to the word of God that they heard. I'm hitting everything, y'all. I'm moving my hands everywhere, so y'all gonna hear thuds and everything. He might not preach but now, if, but he still got
1: that Baptist preacher ready.
0: If you if you seek the heart of God, the word says. He says, if you seek me, you will find me. The outpouring comes when there is an opening. When there is a desire of intimacy with the Lord, there becomes a place of complete vulnerability for the presence of the Lord to invade. You know, we've heard it so many times that. One, he's no respecter of persons, so it ain't about white people, black people, orange people, whatever. It ain't about all Christians. I believe that there's atheists that go to these these schools and go to the chapel and all this stuff. I've seen it. It's not about that, but it's about a, a heart that's yearning. Maybe you don't know Welcome to the church. Maybe maybe you're not sure. If God is who He says He is, welcome to the church. Maybe, you, maybe you don't have all your stuff together. Welcome to the church. Like we got to quit putting so many limitations on it, and and just be hungry. Yeah, be it, thirsty. It's kind of like
1: you know talking about the atheists coming to church. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one, but the God's Not Dead series. Yeah, and they actually had the guy that wrote the book, The Case for Christ, in the movie. And talked about his book in the movie. I got the book. He said, I'm going to go out and find that God's not real. And he couldn't. He became a Christian. He said, I was an atheist. And I became a Christian. Because he went out and say and seeked information to prove God's not real. And he couldn't. Yeah.
0: I've sat in seminary classes and different things online and whatever, even in person. Where people literally said, "I'm here to find a flaw,"
1: and that was, and that was his and, revival.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, and it's, it's just something where, I guess, not just because of what's going on in in Kentucky and things, but the Lord put put in, in in my heart, into my into my wheelhouse recently about those terms that rubbed me wrong. One reason, and I believe the biggest reason, I despised hearing the term revival, is because I was ignorant. Of its true meaning, and usually, offense happens in our lives is because we don't have understanding, or we're afraid to know what it really means, mm-hmm. or know that I've got issues, or know that there's some things that need fixing, that things that need to be brought to light. Um, but as God's people, as as we are His people, and we come forward and we repent and we receive the fullness of the outpouring. If you if you if you have your Bibles when you're listening to this, just turn to Acts. 2 verse 38 um, i'll start there and it says and peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off everyone whom the lord our god calls to himself so you can almost by reading that i know i'm, I'm taking a little out of context there You didn't seek the Lord because you had a bright idea one day, hmm, I'm going to seek the Lord. There was a beckoning from heaven first. He says, to all who God calls to himself. He's calling everybody that would hear, right? So as we cry out to the Father, what we are doing is we are are accepting that, God, I believe that you're bigger. Maybe we're not saying that right away. Maybe it's going to take weeks or months or years to get to that point. But literally, we are responding to the cry of heaven. A father who wants me. You know, a father who has promises for me and not just for me, but for my children. Right? That's bigger. We don't don't think that way. We don't think that my decisions, we know that we have repercussions and consequences for whatever we do. And even reward for what we do. But do we really think According to the promises of God, this is for you and your children and all those that are afar off who God has called into himself. So as, as we come to that conclusion of, I want more of God. And to get more of God is to obey his word. And to obey his word is to repent of those things that are not of him. To receive what he has for me. And and something else, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but the church needs to recognize the promises of God and not just the good ones. We need to, and that's going to be a different segment, but we've got to quit just picking and choosing because it is the fullness of God's Word that brings the fullness of the revelation of Christ, which brings the fullness of the understanding of who God is and who He wants us to be. So if we put any kind of limitation or blinder or blockade on one portion of the Word of God, We're doing ourselves an injustice. We're, and even in that, if I preach or teach to you this word impartiality, you're not going to experience. Complete freedom. So it's very important that if you are going to teach the Word, and I believe that's why it goes on to say, all of you should not want to be teachers of the Word, for you will incur stricter judgment, because there is a fullness in this Word that I can't give you unless I read and I teach the fullness of that Word. And I, it's not me giving it to you. It's that Holy Spirit connecting us there by the Word. And again, I said I wasn't going off on a tangent, so we're going to come back. But It just wouldn't be a show if you if I, go off on of a I tangent. Know, <laughs> I know, I know. Pray for me. Revival should not be a once in a while or seasonal event. Revival is what the believer should be seeking daily. And I want to go to a couple of verses in Psalms. And man, believe it or not, I just got not really into a debate because I don't debate. But like, I was talking to somebody the other day about, we're reading the New Testament, we're studying some things. I was like, oh, well, if you go to the Old Testament here, and they were like, the Old Testament don't matter. But it's like the foundation. So anyway, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's, it's what it, was <laughs> again it the another o-
1: tangent. <laughs> the Old Testament is like the the laws.
0: Yes, it's the law. Yeah, yeah. Jesus fulfilled that law. Mm-hmm. We got to know what to know what He did for us. You well, got to
1: know it. You, you're going into tangents. I'll go into tangents. It's like it's like was it the the <laughs> the uh, the Orthodox Jews? They don't believe in the New Testament. Correct.
0: Orthodox so. Jews do not believe uh, that Jesus has come yet.
1: Yeah. So, they're, I mean, so, you know, you they're got,
0: expecting one and they're preparing again, but we, that's another show because there's a lot of stuff going yeah, on. That, that a lot bit. has okay. happened. <laughs> a lot has happened in Israel since last May. Like, oh my gosh. Well, there's your topic. So, <laughs> yeah, right. So, if you look in Psalms 85, back to this here, it says 85, verse 6, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice? And then turn back to Psalms 80. Psalms 80, uh, verse 18. Then we shall not turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call upon your name. So both of these scriptures are talking about if you would revive us, if you would send a new oil, a new wine, a new wind, a new wave of your goodness, of your earth, so we can understand you better. Lord, we're seeking you. We don't really understand how to navigate this, but we know that we want more of you, so send it however it needs to come. Uh, where where this where these people need water? These people need wind. You know, so it's it's one and the same, but it's for difference. It's for it's, it's, it's to it's to reach us where we are and what we're wanting to do. You know, I want to love Him more every day. I want to understand His Word more today than I did yesterday. I want my heart to break for what breaks His. I want my heart to, uh, uh, cries for more of Him. And less of me. I believe that that's true revival. You know, and I definitely want to, I hope people listen to this. I hope you comment, email, uh, whatever, however you can get in touch with us. I don't remember all that anymore. TJ's going to give you all that here in a little bit. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really that if we can understand that it's literally not about us doing something as much as it is us receiving I don't know that the church would be a lot happier, but we would experience joy. And that's what we need. Happiness is fleeting. Uh, Good times are fleeting. Uh, If you read in Scripture about the end times and all this stuff, it's going to get worse. It's going to get to where you're going to question everything. But if we can stay solid on the Word of God, if we don't question the Word of God, we're going to stay in revival. We're going to stay living in joy, we're going to stay in peace, because we have so much confidence that the Word of God is alive, that the Word of God is speaking to us today, not a new word, not even a new application, but a fresh understanding for those that are seeking Him, for those that He called out, for those that are hearing His voice, for those that are responding And saying, yes, Lord, you are holy, you are worthy, and I need you. That's where revival begins, that seeking heart. Um, And just something to close with that I encourage the listener is that as you are praying, as you are seeking the Lord, allow him to prepare you to receive it. I've seen so many people on Facebook and even texting me and call, whatever, all this stuff, saying, Oh, Lord, I hope you send it to Abbeville. I hope you send it to Anderson. I hope you send it to whatever. What are you waiting for? He invades our space through us. Mm-hmm. We don't need to wait. We need to pray. Don't ask to send it. Yeah, bring You go it. out there and take it yourself. That's right
1: he's given he's given us all the knowledge he's given us the word
0: take that's that right. word and run with it that's it that's revival dude that's how fires get started huh i'm not saying being an artist arsonist for the kingdom i don't think that's what he's calling <laughs> us to be but we are called to go disclaimer i know but you know what i'm saying it's just like we got to go we got to be so confident in the word of god and if we are it's like anything else if i'm confident and whether I'm playing music or or whatever my ability is, if you're confident in your production skills and all this stuff, you're gonna not only see that in other people, but you're wanna gonna you're gonna want to invest mm-hmm. what you know, you know, into them. So, if we're confident in the Word of God, if we're confident that God is God and He is above it all, even though I'm going through hell right now, I know that He is bigger. I'm gonna share. You're gonna share that same story you opened up with. You're going to want to share that, not to boast about you, but to boast about God, man. This is where I was, and this is how I felt. But look what he did. What is it, like 2,000 miles from here? Where
1: 1,981 you're miles from, from my house to <laughs> Wyoming. But
0: see how that is. It's not always how we thought it was going to be. Revival isn't always going to be wrapped in a church service. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. This is what I've been praying. I just had another, just, just a little break right there. What I've been praying is that the Bible Belt, I can say it because I live here, I grew up in it. I pray so hard that the Bible Belt goes through a reformation of sorts. Okay. And what I mean by that is, there's not a lot of bad things, except we have gotten into a, it's not just Baptists, it's not just Methodists, not just Pentecostals, whatever. It's the Bible Belt, Period. We've gotten into the, we're right, you're wrong. We've gotten into this, this is how church is supposed to look and all this stuff. And none of it lines up with scripture. Mm -hmm. None of it does. So what I am praying for the church is that we understand what true revival is and we begin to walk in that. First thing out of my mouth is not going to be, where do you go to church? The first thing out of my mouth to you or another person is going to be, who is your God? And if we worship the same God and we're seeking the same Lord, there's nothing out here in our community that won't be touched if we would look past ourselves. If we would look beyond the veil that we keep putting up that Jesus tore apart mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, you know. So
1: Well, you got to look at, you know, you, you you said reformation. Yeah. And if you don't reform, you can't have revival. That's right. Because, you know, you got to you got to think, you know, I was bad and I got, you know, I stopped my bad ways and now I'm following God. Well, there's your reformation and your revival all at the same time.
0: Well, there's that moment that we said, I believe that you are Mm -hmm. Savior and Lord. I believe that you're King of Kings. I believe that you're my healer, even though I'm not healed yet. I believe that you're my provider, even though I don't have tangibly what I feel like I need provided in this season when we can move forward even when we can't see the next step I believe we begin to walk in revival I believe we get to see those promises of God like Abraham saw what we're living in and he was excited I mean He didn't get to live in it. Mm -hmm. He didn't get to experience the fullness of the outpouring of God like we do. And we take that for granted because we're like a bunch of spoiled brats who gets given everything. We've been given everything literally. And we're just like, well, we're very presumptuous. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I said that right or not, but we're... We just believe God's going to do it anyway. I don't have to live a certain way. I don't have to really repent. I don't have to really seek after him. He's good and all this stuff. We'll see what what the danger of that is, is you get into complacency and you never go forward. You never go backward and you never go side to side. You just stay in one spot.
1: It's kind of like the, the old saying, well, not really saying, but more or less the, well, I'm saved. I can do what I want to do. You know, that's kind of. My thought on that, yeah, but no, you're right. you know, you you've got you, you can't live like the devil if you're saved. You can't live like the devil and think, "Well, I'm going to heaven."
0: Well, it's it, just is, no, is God really just truly no in your
1: in your heart?
0: Sure, there's no way you can. There's no way the Bible explicitly says, but it, that if you were if you were born of the Holy Spirit, you cannot willingly live that way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it's like a a test all word, you know, and my living, and it's really, it's, and, and, and I don't want to get off on the tangent of it's about our doing not all this stuff, because it's literally, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not about what can we do for God, okay, or what can I, what can I do in my life that will make God happy for me, he's not going to be any more proud of you, or any more glad about you, if you ever get behind a pulpit, or if you stay behind a sound bo- booth, you know, it's not, it's not anything about those things. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should be passionate and we should give everything for the glory of the Lord that we do. But the thing about revival is understanding simply that we must recognize the importance of the presence of God. Absolutely. That's the best. That's, that's the highest thing. I need God more than I need bread. I need God more than I need, my job, and I'm not saying that you need to go quit your job and all this stuff. What I'm saying is we have to view God higher than the things that run our lives on earth. We have to. And
1: if you don't, it, it, you know, you're, you know, God gave you what what we have. That's right. And God gave us everything we have, just like you know my story at the beginning of the story, yeah, or at the beginning an episode, you know, without God. I couldn't have seen what I saw.
0: Oh, man.
1: I mean, it was just like, you're just walking out there and boom, there's a mountain. Like, God put that there. I saw like 10, I lost count after like five, but, well, actually 10 because I, I was driving and couldn't take my shoes off. Um, <laughs> there was a feedlot out there in Nebraska, just out in the middle of Nebraska. And it was thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cows. Yeah. And it's like, You don't realize the magnitude of what God does and what God can do and what God has already given us and what He continues to give us until you see, you know, thousands of cows out in the middle of a field and you go,
0: hmm, He does provide. Yeah. So. And that's the thing and So I just I just encourage you listeners I know we went off On some crazy stuff today But we're getting back in it We're knocking off the dust I'm excited for what The Lord's doing So I just encourage you To do this Seek the Lord The heart seeking the Lord Is the purest of revivals So That's That's where we're going That's where we're headed I don't know what's Going to come of it So just be praying about uh, Like I said in the beginning We have some exciting news That I want to share with you Probably in a couple of More episodes uh, just be praying over that. Be praying over some moves there. Um and we're gonna move forward on this topic, revival. Um so yeah, just get thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part Welcome of back. our five and two <laughs> podcast. Thank you for not giving up on us. Um and we're just so uh <clears throat> Man, I'm just I'm just excited really. I don't well, really know how to put it in words, but we're ready.
1: Well, listen we'll we'll end like we always do with a prayer. But before we do that, um Russ said something about Connecting with us. So we're going to yeah. tell you that, and then we're going to pray and close it out. Yes. Uh, go to tinyurl.com slash 5and2podcast, and that's 5and2 five, five is spelled out, and F-A-N, I see, I spelled it wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and seen. F-I-V-E-A-N-D-T-W-O podcast, and then our email address is 5and2podcast at com. So go on there and you know connect with us. Email us. You got an idea for a topic, something you want to hear about? So hear yeah. our uh, hear mainly Russ's opinion about it, um, or uh, want to hear what God's what God says about it in the Bible? Sure, we'll find it. No, we um, want we
0: want that definitely because that's how we're going to grow.
1: And keep in touch with us, and you know we're going to start working on the on the blog for the website and whatnot. We'll get back into that and. You know, you can go over there and sign up and get those uh updates from us. Yeah. So we wanna grow that community too and uh maybe, you know, start that revival through us. Yes sir. Or more more or less Russ. I'm just here working on the computer. Seeing,
0: though, look see, just a <laughs> closing comment again is that we're we're saying church as usual is not gonna do it. No. All right. It's good to come together, it's good to do this, it's good to podcast and talk about these things, it's good to get on Zoom or whatever we're gonna do one hour, one day a week is not enough Absolutely. to to receive breakthrough to get more of an understanding of God. Your marriage will not succeed if you only talk to your spouse one hour, one day a week. Mm-hmm. Your your job you won't have a job very long if you show up one hour, one day a week. You certainly won't have finances, you know. Yeah. So we have to think that because it does, but we have to train ourselves to think that everything we have comes from the root of God. God is that root. He is everything. He is our supply. So I am encouraged. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Russ.
1: I'm TJ. And uh Russ, go ahead
0: and close out. We're prayer. gonna pray. So, Father God, thank you for the ability. Uh Lord, Lord, we can just have fun in your presence, God. That we don't have to be so cookie cutter. We don't have to fit some certain mold, God, that you love us, you made us the way we are. And Lord, I just pray over those listening, God, that you would bless their homes, bless their families. Uh, Lord, that something will be sparked in them, not because we said something, but, God, that they heard you, that they sought your word, they sought your uh, heart on the matter. And God just brings us back, brings us back together to where we can continue to dive into your word and go further and deeper in what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. And we're going into this episode. And, you know, thank you for listening. And check us out on your favorite podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast. And this has been the 5 and 2 Podcast with Russ Tollison.
0: Awesome. See you guys.